Hello, all of you podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Chat. Tonight, as you know, we are continuing our month of May interviews, and we are pleased to announce our special guest for tonight. For half a decade, she dominated broadcast's longest-running show, Guiding Light. Please welcome Lenore Kasdorf, who portrayed Rita Stapleton Bauer. Lenore, how are you? Good. Uh, Rita, voice from the past. (laughs) Well, speaking of your soap opera past, I am going to go ahead and let Alan take things away and ask the first question of the evening. Okay. mentioned in the intro, um, you became really the spotlight of Guiding Light (laughs) for the uh, five years you were on. And how did Guiding Light challenge you as an actress as you were shifted into more of that integral character? You know, it was was probably the best training in the world. It was unbelievable because when I first got there, we were still doing a half-hour show which was kind of easy breezy, you know, that's what, 30 pages or something like that. And we switched to the hour show, and that was, and since I was starting, Bridget and Jerome Dobson, the writers and executive producers, they were the writers, and they wrote for my character, and they loved her, and so they wrote a lot for her. So there were times that I, I had to learn, like, 30 pages of dialogue for the next day. And it was we split the days. Sometimes you work only the first half of the day, and then you go home, and then somebody else would work the second half. But I often worked a whole day long, and wow. my my memory was so incredible. I could memorize once I left and came back to California and was auditioning for regular roles. I could memorize a five page script in about ten minutes. Just completely, just such good training. Wow, that is amazing. The other thing that I did, too, is we kept switching writers. And sometimes it didn't seem naturally some of the dialogue. And I used to struggle with it the night before trying to get it to make it sound right to me. And finally I thought, you know what? I'm paid to be the actress. I'm not paid to be the writer. I'm going to make this work no matter what. So if, if it sounded funny, I would just make Rita kind of go, um, uh, like she's trying to figure out words, uh, and just do it. And I kind of learned it during the day as I went along to give myself a challenge. 
That is so cool to hear. And, you know, the Dobsons were so brilliant during their time at Guiding Light. Yeah, they were. They really, really were. They were, and they were great. And I think I, I mentioned to you when we first talked that uh, she, they loved the characters so much that she would wake Jerome up in the middle of the night and go, I've got an idea for Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> and they did make her juicy, I must say. They did make her juicy. Oh, yes, they most certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> what was weird about her, though, is that as badly behaved as she was, people still liked her and, and kind of understood her. It was very interesting. Oh, yes, definitely. And, yeah. You know, I mean, and they'd say, oh, I understand why you cheat on him. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and... After all, after you had left, you know, you you were so popular in the world, they decided not to recast. Yes, yes. They, they actually, well, they had, I think they had me, they wrote that I went to San Francisco and that nobody knew how to contact me or something. I can't, I can't, <laughs> some weird thing, and they'd refer to me. And then one time, like two years later, maybe, I'm not sure the time, uh, apparently my agents got a call that they wanted to know if I would come back and do six weeks of the show, maybe maybe to resolve the character or something. And uh, without my agent telling me, he turned it down because uh, because it, it actually wasn't going to be feasible to pay my rent here, get a place in New York, put my daughter in private school in New York, you know, keep everything going and still make money. Wow. And they, and so I, I didn't get to go back and do it, which is kind of sad because I kind of would have liked to have resolved her. She was a good character. Yeah. So I know that Dee wanted to talk to you about another Dobson run show, Santa Barbara. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dee, what's your question for Lenore? Well, I guess my first question, well, my first one that I was going to ask you was, which character was your favorite to play, Rita or Carolyn Wilson? Oh, Rita, 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 Rita. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> Rita. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like, I don't know, I think Carolyn, Caroline was, she was, I, well, how that happened was I was on a plane coming to or fro from someplace, and I hear someone behind me in the seats behind me say, Lenore Kasdor, and I turned around, and it was the Dobsons, and they were just getting rolling with uh, Santa Barbara, they just had it running for a year or something, and they said, do you want to do another soap? And I said, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Um, Just getting over that, and I'm going to try some new things. And they started talking to me, and then they wound up coming back here to California, and I wound up having lunch with them, and my manager, and my agent, and all this And they said, we promise she'll be juicy, and she'll be great, and she'll have a, a, a crazy, you know, passionate affair with a boxer, and all of this stuff. And so I, I did it. But then when they, when they started to do it, started to write it, and I was on, the thing with the boxer guy didn't work. It was too, he was too much of a boxer guy, and it seemed a little rough and violent, not passionate or something. Mm. Anyway, uh, NBC didn't like that idea. And so then they just married me to Nick Coster, 
I didn't have anything, you know, I had nothing to do. And um, at one point I said to them, is there going to be something more exciting to do here besides just discovering daughters everywhere? And, uh, and I said to people, I'm not kind of doing anything. And, and I'd, I'd rather be working and pilot seasons are going by and I'm not doing anything. And so they did finally write me off the show. So, and mm. I got, got a straight, strange death that no one ever could identify. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that was kind of interesting, especially with what's going on right now. I was like, oh, yeah, I just yeah. remember how that character died on the show. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was weird. I had a fever, and then I didn't, and then I had a cough, and I didn't, and then, <laughs> I, and then it was weak, and then I wasn't, and then I don't know. And all I remember is the closing line, or lines when I'm lying in bed saying, I want to go back to George Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go home to Georgia. <laughs> so, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't nearly as fun as Guiding Light, and and also uh, the Dobsons had been let go. Yes. The, the executive producers, it was owned by New World Pictures or something, and they they they. Dropped the Dobsons. In fact, kicked them out of their office. Which was terrible. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a bit of gossip. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was like wondering because like the characters were so different, and I was just yeah. like, well, wait a minute. When I was like thinking about it, I was like, well, they're like, you know, it was supposed to be this big old, you know, like I remember. I forgot how old I was. I think I was like a fourth or fifth grade or something like that or whatever. And yeah. I remember, you know, my mom talking about how there was, like, going to be this interracial relationship. I was like, yeah. Oh. So she's like, they're putting it on TV. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That, so, like, you know, I wanted to watch that. It was, and, you know, we I auditioned with everybody that auditioned for the role. And God, there was a couple of guys that were just really, really, really good actors. And, uh, but they went for a guy that looked like a boxer. And it just, and I think that was, it was just when we got into the, the kissing, passionate scenes, I think it just looked a little rough. And NBC said, not, not ready yet. Not ready yet. So that was a hard, yeah. Yeah, it was too bad. It would have been juicy. Yes. <laughs> it would have been juicy. So Alan, back to you. What is your second question for Lenore? Yes, your um, favorite love interest for the character Rita when you were on. Yeah. 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 No, Mark, Mark was great to work with. I mean, that was such a 
blossoming romance from the beginning. She she got her eye on him the minute she arrived at the hospital. She went, <laughs> oh, she was always like, oh, he's so deep. He's so deep. Funny. And uh, she had her eye on him from the beginning, and that, and she was, and we did have a lot of fun because during the whole engagement part and everything, we got to go out, go out on location in the city, and went up top of the twin towers, and we went to the park, and it was just, it was just really fun to do that part. And then, uh, and then. What happened? I think she became, she started drinking. He wouldn't sleep with her anymore. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she got mad. And so I think, and so that was so good. As she should have. And you know, it was a very passionate person she made. Uh, and that's where she had the affair with Ellen Spalding in Jamaica, which was also fun. So, that was a good trip. Speaking for entertaining us even through water being dumped on you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it was a pleasure. It's been a long time since I talked about old Rita and I she was one of my favorite people ever. Great training and and uh, just a really wonderful wonderful experience. So, um you did bring up um Alan Spaulding who during your time on the show was played by um the late great uh, Christopher Bonell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will you talk more about him for us and what he meant to you as an actress? He, he, was, a, he was a character. He was a, a really sweet guy and a really lovely guy. But his gossip, he used the teleprompter all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be looking in his eyes supposed you know talking to him and while he was supposed to be talking to you he was looking over your shoulder at the teleprompter reading his lines <laughs> so well, it was hard, hard to connect you know it's like hello i'm over here <laughs> oh my gosh here. it was like if he had to say hello he had to read it it was just he just used that prompter all the time but he was he was a sweet guy and I loved working with him he was just it was, it was fun to go to Jamaica with him too it was really great and it was so scandalous it just made it more fun <laughs> um yeah Chris so how did you feel then um about getting news of his passing back in 1989 
did in California when that happened, and it was just, it was just really sad. Really, really sad. He was just such a vibrant, young, handsome guy, and it just, it was a terrible, he, Mike uh, Zazzo, too. That was another terrible, terrible, terrible death that was shocking to everybody. Yes. It was just, uh, just really, really sad, heartbreaking. Yeah. It was a rough time in New York. Yes, it was. It was a really rough time. But, you know, um, Chris definitely left a legacy on giving out actors a chance to express themselves in that type of medium. Absolutely. Absolutely did. Yeah, he did. No, he was was a good guy. Good guy. So, D, what's your uh, second question for Lenore? I guess my second question is, mine is kind of Santa Barbara-based as well, because, I mean, I felt like I watched more during that time, probably because of when my school schedule was than anything else. Um, What was it like having to play the mother to full-grown children when your daughter was in elementary school? (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit of a shock, I'll tell (laughs) you. Wait a minute, she's a lady. <laughs> How can that be my daughter? That's a woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the first time I had played uh, play a mom to, to such an such an adult person. It was it, I kind of kind of went, oh, all right, I guess I'm older here. Because <laughs> I know, like, it's like it didn't, you you were so young, and it just didn't. It was kind of like, wait, what? How yeah. was she when she had a kid? Was like yeah. the first thing that I said was like I was trying to do the math in my head, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know it, it didn't to me either, especially since my own was like you say in elementary school, and I think probably those are the only children in anything I ever did that my daughter wasn't jealous of. Whenever I would do stuff and I'd have a little uh, a, a son or daughter, my my young daughter would be like, that's my mom. Aww. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think she had any care at all. She was a little, little bit older and she didn't care at all about those two because they didn't need, she couldn't even identify with them being my children. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they are now. No idea where they are. Aww. <laughs> Like, yeah, let's go find her too. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Jane Sibbett was living for a while in, in Hawaii. And we exchanged emails once, and then, I don't know what happened, and we kind of lost contact. So so I haven't talked to any of those people in a long, 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 long time. So I take it um, you probably don't know about all the special virtual Guiding Light reunions going on? No. Yes. <laughs> um, an old PR manager um, for As the World Turns and Guiding Light, Alvin Locker, has been putting together these special uh, virtual reunions. It's been so great to see everybody again. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. It's been such a long time since I was a 
I did so many other things after that, you know, that I just kind of lost touch. I, the only person that I, I'm still wonderful friends with is Marcia Clark from Guiding Light, who plays Hillary. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she, she lives five minutes away from me, and uh, I got to her with her and her partner all the time. And uh, that's the only contact, so I had no idea about these virtual reunions. Yes, they've been great, and especially for everybody in quarantine and stuff, it's been wonderful to look back. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Let um, me know. Definitely. We'll put in a word with them and be like, hey. Yes. Yeah, yeah and you can help to call the North. She remembers the show. <laughs> Just <laughs> a bit, right? <laughs> Yeah, I know Lillette Alexander from uh, Guiding Light. Uh, I guess her character name now. But she went, uh, she's now teaching violin or something at Juilliard or something. She completely retired and is doing that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know what happened to this. There's that damn blower again. I don't know what happened to the <laughs> Hulkman. I never saw him on anything. Afterwards, wow. they let him go. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yes, it was. That was really bad. Yeah, I mean, and to replace him like the next day. Oh dear. You know, I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> one day you're in, one day you're out. <laughs> I know, right? It's awful. Anyway, well, I've enjoyed talking to you all. Yes, it has been it? so much fun. Yes, it's great. No memories. It's like now, now I'll get to go look at the There's a book that somebody put out about guiding light, and I'll have to go look at it and reminisce. <laughs> and please, Lenore, come back anytime. We loved having you today. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I will. <laughs> I love to. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, good night, you guys. Good night to you as well. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Alrighty, Dee, where can our listeners find you on Twitter? You can find me scrapping with people at TMZ City. <laughs> and Alan, where can they find you? You can find me at Alan Forever. And you can find me at KCS Hutch, and you can get connected with our show as well on Twitter and Facebook at the chat underscore podcast. And be sure to tune in next week where we have another interview with a Guiding Light favorite, Amelia Marshall. And stay tuned for one more special, very special interview announcement that will shoot out to all of our listeners on social media. We don't want to reveal it quite yet. Have a good night, everybody, and thank you for listening to The Chat. Bye.